Good morning. I want to welcome you to Memorial this morning. So grateful. I've uh, expressed it already, but grateful for our support team, the people who do all the things for us to have worship for them coming today, and I'm grateful for y'all coming out today. Um, before we get started, I want to make sure you have the opportunity to fill out a prayer card. If you uh, would like uh, to give us a prayer in written form, you can raise your hands. Uh, the only thing I ask of you is that you print and print legibly. That really helps me out. Um, we'll uh, say that. Uh, we'll announce them in worship, pray for them in worship. They'll be prayed for on Tuesday at our um, prayer group and uh, throughout the week. Uh, so we're grateful for um, people who are willing to do that. The good news for the week, 10 families have signed up for our membership exploratory classes. 10 families, that's a big deal. Yeah. Um, if you want to explore membership here at Memorial, um, there's going to be a attendance register that passes by. I want you to put out a, a membership class from your name and the way to contact you. We've got contact for every person that was interested, uh, and we'll be in touch with them. And, and if, y'all, uh, if you want to be, make sure you let us know, and um, we'll make sure you know. Um, in terms of worship, I have copies of sermons every Sunday now on the back table by the door. If you're hard of hearing, these, uh, these copies are not a manuscript, but they'll give you a basic sense of, uh, of what I'm going to do. Um, tonight, uh, programming tonight uh, is, is off entirely. We're just going to be safe, um, so we won't have a children's program, we won't have youth program, we won't have adult Bible study. Um, the Bible study resumes next week with the McQuaids, on a, and it's a new thing, a six-week study called Finding Jesus in the Vine taught by Bobby McQuaid. So Bob taught us the last, uh, what, five weeks, and now Bobby. So uh, we, we learned a little bit, and now we're going to learn a good bit, right? <laughs> we're going to learn a good bit. Um, I'm just kidding. Finding Jesus in the vine. Um, supper. If you want to come to Wednesday supper, it really helps us if you uh, to let us know now. So put uh, Wednesday dinner out from your name on the attendance register. That will let us know that you want to come to Wednesday dinner. And um, I hear that it's going to be cold after the rain goes by, and we're going to be getting ready for pumpkins. So pumpkins are coming this Wednesday. Uh, so that, it's going to be a fun uh, Wednesday night. We want to make sure that you come out for that. Um, during Sunday school, um, people will, from our finance subcommittee are going to come talk to you briefly at the start of Sunday school to make sure you understand uh, where we are now and where we are going. If you are not in a Sunday school class and want to hear that information, you can hang around after worship for 10 minutes, and I'll let you know. I believe that's everything. Appreciate y'all coming out. It's going to be fun. Let's turn our hearts to the Lord. Will you stand and sing with us?
Let's pray. Gracious God, we are so grateful this morning for each and every member of our church family who was able to make it here, and we ask that you be with those who are unable to come in. We ask that you keep those safe who may be dealing with more rain and water than they know what to do with. We are so thankful for our community and for the way that we come together to worship you and hold each other up. Open our hearts and our minds now as we begin to worship you and praise you. In Christ's precious and holy name we pray. Amen. If you would turn and greet your neighbor and children come forward for the children's sermon. Good morning, boys and girls. Okay, I brought something today that I want you guys to look at and tell me if you've ever seen anything like this before. I do see a watermelon. What is this? Oh, a welcome mat. How about over here? What is this? Okay, do any of you have these kinds of things outside of your door at home? Raise your hand if you do. It may not be just like that, but you may have something similar to that. Raise your hand if you have something like that. Raise your hand if you've ever seen something like that outside somebody's door. What do you think those are there for? To welcome people, right? I thought that you guys were going to say to wipe the mud off your shoes. These are welcome mats, and people put these outside of their door so that people who come to their house to visit feel welcome. It's a friendly greeting when they come to the door. And it's also, of course, to wipe your shoes off. But the word welcome makes people that come to visit feel like they are um, accepted there and that, you know, that, that the people who live there want them to be there. So a lot of times at church and at school and at other places in the world, people don't always feel so welcome. It could be because they're different than everybody. It could be that their hair's different. It could be that they wear different clothes. Maybe they speak a different language or they have a different accent or their skin color is different. For different reasons, some people are made to feel like they're not welcomed. Even little children sometimes don't feel welcome. I am a mom and I have three kids, one sitting right here. And so many times I have come to church and my children have acted up and I have felt like I wanted to crawl under the seat because I was embarrassed. Well, as parents know, that happens. It happens everywhere you go. The worst is when you go to the grocery store. But um, as parents, we have to remember that <clears throat> even Jesus had to correct his disciples when one day Jesus was talking to the people in town and people were bringing their little children up just so that Jesus could touch them. And the kids were just being kids, and they were doing what kids do, and the disciples were just shocked that Jesus was letting them come up to him so freely. But Jesus said, no, no, let the little children come to me. 
those who are like these little children are the ones who are going to be welcome into the kingdom of in, into the kingdom of God. So we need to learn from these little children. So guys, I want you to know that you're so welcome to be here and I want you to be the little kids that you are and do what you do. But as Christians, we need to remember that no matter who it is, we need to always make people who come into our church feel welcome. All of the new kids that come to your class, if somebody comes today, you do me a favor and you say, welcome friend, I'm so glad to have you here. Okay? All right, bow your heads with me and let's pray. Dear Father, we want to learn the lesson that Jesus has taught us, and we want to help everyone from the youngest to the oldest to feel welcome in our homes and in our church and in our schools and in our circle of friends. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Sorry. <laughs> well done. You did a good job, buddy. You didn't need me. Prayer concerns that were shared on the cards for safe travel for those who must travel our state today, for a sister, Jackie, who's having surgery today, for Corey Ritter, who's trying to recover from surgery. And for those uh, that we see on the news in a number of different areas, in a number of different situations, who are in harm's way. For these prayers written, for those said, and for those unsaid, we pray now. Heavenly Father, this life is full of difficulty. Sometimes our jobs are difficult, sometimes the environment is difficult, sometimes our health is difficult. Sometimes our relationships. Being in your presence will not spare us from conflict, illness, pain, and loss. But being in your presence does give us an opportunity to support one another and to experience your loving presence. When at times we feel we run from you or at times when we feel you are far from us, Make us aware of your close abiding presence. Inspire us this morning, Lord, with the prayer you taught your disciples to pray. Our Father, who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread. Forgive us our trespasses as we forgive those who trespass against us. Lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. For thine is the kingdom and the power and the glory forever. Amen. So today we start with another practice of the five practices of fruitful congregations. These are things that if um, regardless of your church size, if you're doing these things, you are doing a good job and you are going to impact the community. Today we're talking about intentional faith development. Every one of these concepts has a concept that you're familiar with in church, but it puts a word in front of it. 
that makes it far more uh, intense, uh, significant, uh, meaningful. And so today that word is intentional, intentional faith development. Churches that practice intentional faith development offer high-quality learning experiences that help people understand Scripture, faith, and life in the supportive nature of caring relationships. So worship is tremendous. It's a great hour. It's a diverse hour. We do a lot of things in a short amount of time. You get to see some of your friends. And worship is important every Sunday. But finding a way to go a little deeper in between worship services is also important. And it's for these three reasons. Scripture, faith, and life. So let me talk to you about Scripture. It's pretty intimidating. Um, if you think to yourself, you know, I kind of want to know the whole thing, and I can't read the whole thing, so I'm not going to start. Or I, don't, I wouldn't even know where, even if I were going to start, I wouldn't know where to start. I don't know which part's the most important. I don't know um, how they connect. These people that we're reading about in Acts today, you know, are in the back. To understand the letters... These letters that were written to churches, the ministers, the ones who started it, couldn't stay there and support their life and their faith. They had to write them and encourage them from a distance because they were going to start other new churches. Otherwise, there wouldn't be a church in Greer called Memorial. You know, if they just stayed where they were. But to understand the letters and the concepts that were written to them about the continued life in Jesus... You have to understand the Gospels. The Gospels, the story of Jesus' interaction with human beings, the story of God coming to earth in human form, understanding human weakness and trying to inspire us all by proximity. You have to understand the Gospels. But to understand the Gospels, you have to understand the prophets. The prophets were the ones that said to the people, whether they were in their home country or whether they had been forced out of their home country or whether they had never even sniffed their home country, the land that was once theirs, these prophets would say to the people, God is amongst us. You may not ever see the temple again. The temple may be destroyed, the place where you thought God resided. But God is here with us on this hillside, on this synagogue, and something special is coming. You have to understand the prophets. But to understand the prophets, you have to understand the law. The establishment of God's uh, covenants with God's people. So, gathering together, readings, uh, articles, listening to podcasts, whatever you do, in addition to worship, because worship is such a tiny part of Scripture, I encourage you to do it. Now, we're going to find ways for you. There's already ways... Um, in your small groups on Sunday nights, uh, uh, Sunday school. But I'm going to find ways while I'm here to reach out to people through technology that can't be with us all that often. Y'all have really set the tone in terms of worship being online. And you won't believe how many people I visit that get to have it. But I'm going to find more ways in terms of uh, um, intentional faith development to reach out to people with technology. The second thing is faith. Reading the text sometimes can test your faith, but in a number of ways it can strengthen it. 
having belief in that thing that you have not yet seen. The third thing is life. I remember learning uh, my cadre sergeant at the Citadel would yell at us every time. You know, once a week we'd hear, no plan survives contact with the enemy. So whatever you drew up and whatever you were going to do, once you actually get out in the world or encounter the world in whatever way, okay, that ain't going to work. We're going to have to modify it. The thing that I like about this quote is um, it has scripture, faith, and life. Scripture, faith, and life. Because a lot of people do it the opposite way. They go life, faith, scripture, if I can. You know, they let their life experiences determine how they feel about God rather than their scripture. And so if your life experiences determine it, then your faith is going to be shaky. If your faith is shaky, you're not going to want to go look at Scripture because who cares anyway, because I don't even know if I believe in this. And if you connect the ups and downs of your life with God's absence or presence, you're going to have a tough time. So the thing I love about this quote, Scripture first, then faith, then let's think about life. So with that in mind, let's look at Acts chapter 2. They they devoted themselves to the apostles' teaching and to fellowship, to the breaking of bread and prayer. Everyone was filled with awe at the many wonders and signs performed by the apostles. So there are only a couple of sequels in all time in terms of movies that are worth anything. One of those sequels is uh, Star Wars, right? I haven't seen Lord of the Rings, but I'm guessing that's, I'm guessing they had a lot of them. They must be pretty good. Uh, Some people on the church, some people suggest The Godfather. It's a pretty good sequel. But Luke and Acts are in that same tone. The author of Luke is most likely the one who wrote Acts. And so after Jesus' resurrection, You talk about heat coming down on believers, hoping to squash it out forever, and they not ever bother with this again. And in the face of that, these people are doing this. So if they based what they were doing on life, they'd have a hard time. So the first thing they did was focus on Scripture, learning without Jesus present. Let's look at verse 44. All the believers were together and had everything in common. They sold property and possessions to give to anyone who had need. Every day they continued to meet together in the temple courts. Now, in gathering together and reading that text, their response in the face of everything they had seen was faith, was belief. They had enough belief in what they were doing that they were willing to change anything about their life to make sure that this Um, belief system, this process, this information, this gospel would be spread. Now, um, I was grateful that everybody showed up because of the wind and the rain. Imagine if there were people on that street and that street and that street that were ready to beat you with sticks if you came in the church. How big a deterrent would that be to you coming? How would our worship attendance be if there were people out there with sticks getting ready to beat people? You know, you may, especially if you have children, you may, uh, that may deter you from coming in. 
Think about these people who are willing to risk physical threats, and not even threats, if it was carried out, because they believed so much in what was going on. They could not be stopped. Scripture continues in verse 46. They broke bread in their homes and ate together with glad and sincere hearts, praising God and enjoying the favor of all the people. And the Lord added to their number daily those who were being saved. So they're not only surviving and holding out, trying to weather the storm, they are thriving and growing. And in my opinion, you know, based on that first quote, it's because they have that order in the right order. Okay? When Jesus sat down with those disciples with a pretty good sense that, of what Judas was going to do to him, with a pretty good sense that Peter, regardless of the fact that he said, I am never leaving you. No one's ever going to deter me. I'm always going to stick with you. He knew Peter was going to struggle because Peter was human. He knew those disciples were going to have a hard time in that moment. And despite that, he offered them Holy Communion. Despite that, he used very common elements of bread and wine to establish a covenant with them. He said, I don't care what's going on outside. This message is going to be carried on. So let's look at our last quote of the day. Learning in community replicates the way Jesus deliberately taught his disciples. His followers grew in their understanding of God and matured in their awareness of God's will for their lives as they listened to Jesus' stories, instructions, and lessons while gathering around dinner tables, hillsides, and the temple. So if there was a pie chart of those last three, how much time is spent at the worship space? Who's a math major? 33.3%. 3 33.3% of their gathering time was in the, was in the worship space. What does that leave? 66 point something. 6667% of their time was gathering outside the worship space. So what we're going to be doing this fall and this spring and really the rest of my time here is how can we encourage people in between Sundays to gather, to interact with Scripture, to talk about their faith, to let that impact their life rather than the other way around. Let us pray. Gracious God, every single one of us can get discouraged from time to time. We can all wonder if you care about us from time to time, not unlike a five-year-old who has to take a bath, wondering if their parents love them. But you abide with us, being present. And we ask that you can inspire us this morning, Lord. It's tremendous to be here in worship. But inspire us, Lord, to reach out to one another, to read the text with one another, to understand and develop our faith so that we can impact our life around us. It's in your son's name we pray. Amen. Let's stand for our affirmation. We are not alone. We live in God's world.
We believe in God who has created and is creating, who has come in Jesus, the Word made flesh, to reconcile and make new, who works in us and others by the Spirit. We trust in God. We are called to be the church, to celebrate God's presence, to love and serve others, to seek justice and resist evil, to proclaim Jesus crucified and risen, our judge and our hope in life, in death, in life beyond death, God is with us. We are not alone. Thanks be to God. Amen. Please be seated. We have our um, communion liturgy on the screen. If you'll follow along with me. The Lord be with you. Lift up your hearts. Let us give thanks to the Lord our God. Christ our Lord invites to his table all who love him, who earnestly repent of their sin and seek to live in peace with one another. Therefore, let us confess our sin before God and one another. Merciful God, we confess that we have not loved you with our whole heart. We have failed to be an obedient church. We have not done your will. We have broken your law. We have rebelled against your love. We have not loved our neighbors. And we have not heard the cry of the needy. Forgive us, we pray. Free us for joyful obedience. Through Jesus Christ our Lord. Amen. One of the tremendous things we can do is name it. And one of the great things about us all reading that together is that we are all reading it. Not a couple of us. Every single one of us falls short. Every single one of us can strive to be better in order to impact this world. Hear the good news. Christ died for us while we were yet sinners. That proves God's love toward us. In the name of Jesus Christ, you are forgiven. Amen. Let's stand. I want you all to try this. I think we did it one time. Let's stand and uh, just greet your neighbor and say, peace be with you. I'm going to call the ushers forward. It's time for our uh, offering.
own schemes Everybody needs someone beside them Shining like a lighthouse from the sea Brother, let me be your shelter Let's just stick around and make them keep doing it in 10. You don't want to do that? I'd like to do that. Let me call uh, Bob forward and our two band members that are going to serve with me. Bob and Bobby have been here a good while, um, longer than me, but um, just to make sure you know Bob, Bob is a um, retired American Baptist minister, has traveled the country, been out west. It's a source of true wisdom in terms of strategy and scripture, and it's an honor to have you. Um, serving communion with us. If you ever walk up to the front, you'll see on the table it says, in remembrance of me, in reference to this very story. Jesus called people together who had nothing to lose. 
took them on an amazing ride, healed lots of people, taught them and inspired them, and in the end, his life was going to be threatened. But before that happened, he sat down with them around the table. He took, uh, in, in what I'm guessing, very common bread, very simple bread, bread that we use all the time, and he made a very special thing out of it. He said, take and eat. This is my body which is given for you. Do this in remembrance of me. After the dinner, he took the cup. He gave thanks to God and he said, this is my blood of the new covenant, a new promise, a new opportunity, a new chance. And every time you do this, I want you to remember the covenant that we made and the opportunity for people to enter into that covenant every time we celebrate it. In the United Methodist Church, all who want to come forward for Holy Communion are welcome to do so. We serve by intention, which means that we'll break the bread apart and hand it to you. You'll dip the bread into the cup and eat it and return to your seat for a time of silent prayer and reflection. Um, the thing I'm going to encourage us to do is to um, I want you to come to the inside from both sides and be served and go back to your row by the outside. Remember how um, hospitality, how important that is, how critical it was to Jesus to invite people to come, to invite them to change, to invite them to go back out in the world in which they were interacting. Please ponder these things as you come forward.
Let us pray. Lord, you have invited us to your table. You have called us to confess the ways in which we have fallen short, corporately and individually. You have forgiven us and offered us a chance to forgive one another. You now call us to go out into the community and offer this same ability to forgive, to reconcile, to make new. Put that on our hearts and minds uh, throughout this week as we go back home, as we go to our work, as we gather again here at church. In your son's name we pray. Amen. Will you stand and sing with us?
want to do something we don't normally do because of the significance of Wednesday. I want you all to have a seat for just a second. And Katie's going to explain everything about pumpkins. If you could see her face light up six weeks ago when we first started talking about pumpkins. Look at it. It's right here. It's about like that. Talk about pumpkins, Katie. The pumpkins come on Wednesday, and we need your help getting them off the huge truck that will be delivered on. They are supposed to arrive around 4.30, so if you could be here by then to help us, we would greatly appreciate it. It is some heavy lifting, but it's fun. Um, so we need you here on Wednesday. The sign-up sheets are still outside to help us on weekdays and Saturdays selling, so if you will check those out. Also on the back table, there are some flyers that you can take to share with family and friends. So grab one of those on your way out this morning. And we've got hours that we're going to have. I think we've got schools coming to get pumpkins. There's going to be people hearing about Memorial. They're going to be like, oh, that's a pumpkin church. Very, very cool. I promise, because I was in a church that did pumpkins, and they said that's the pumpkin church. So please stand. Find a way to interact with Scripture so that you can build your faith, so that you can impact this life. Go in peace. May the grace of our Lord Jesus Christ go with you all. Amen. Praise God. Praise God. Praise God who saved my soul. Have a blessed week.